passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. What's up, family? Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league from the MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting props and futures head to bet online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet use our promo code believe 50 b l e a v 50 to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts who's a proud sponsor of the boss man show on your radio Man show legendary head coach of the New Hampshire Wildcats, Bill Harrion on the show. Coach Harrion, how things up there in New Hampshire, man? It's going great, man. That's the first time I've ever been called legendary. So that must mean <laughs> you're getting old. Okay. <laughs> hey, yeah. you've been there going on your 18th year, man. You're a legend of New Hampshire basketball, man. <laughs> yeah, well, well, you know what? I, I'm 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 a New England guy. My, my my family was born right outside of New York City. Then we moved up to Massachusetts. So I'm a Northeast guy, but coaching's taking me around, you know, down to Philadelphia, Drexel University, down to East Carolina University, down in Greenville, North Carolina. But, you know, this is home for me. So, yeah, 18 years, man. It's unbelievable. Be my 32nd year all, you know, all together as a Division One head coach. Can you believe it, Coach, has already been 18 years at one place? Can you believe in this business the way it is now? No, you know what, man? It, it, I, I'm not going to lie. It's not like we've been like cutting nets down every year and it's and the time's flown by, but it has flown by. And as you well know, Jared, it, we're, we're at a time right now in college basketball where the whole landscape, you know, with the transfer portal and uh, COVID and guys getting extra years, it's just changed, you know, the whole way we recruit and just the whole game of college basketball. No doubt. I feel like, Coach Harry, you have to kind of maybe – 
love on your guys a little bit more because there's so much outside noise beyond just the court and the team and the coaches. I know back when I was a young man and the coaches and whatever the coach said, I did it. It wasn't I listened to my cousin, my AU coach, right. or my it was always whatever coach said, do do it. And so hearing that, see how it is now, coach, I, I had to adjust to it as you've yep. gotten gained more years in your, your career there. No, it, it's definitely changed. And you and, and you're you're right on. It's uh I think the kids are different. I think, you know, I think maybe some of the AAU basketball has, you know, from that standpoint where you got a lot of outside people, you got a lot of different hands on these kids, not like the older days where it was okay, you played for your high school. You know, you recruited kids through the high school coach, through the parents. Now there's so many different layers. And you're right. I think these kids, I think with social media nowadays, what they see on social media, it's, uh, yeah, trying to coach these guys right now, it's, it's definitely a challenge. Coach, I'm asking this, man. You know, my father was a coach. He's 81 years old, man. So he still coaches me to this day, man. And, you know, my uncle coaches at St. John's football. He's 73 years old. So yep. let me ask you, uh, what got you wanting to be a coach? And what, what was your why to get into coaching? Well, I, I, I kind of got the same background as you. My dad was a coach. You know, my, my mother and father were born right outside of New York City in Yonkers, New York. And um, my father was a high school coach in New York. Long story short, he was very good friends at the time with the coach. Well, this is going way back now. The coach at Power Memorial High School in New York City, who had at the time Lou Alcinder, who became Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And my father and the coach there were very good friends. The coach there got the head job at Holy Cross College up in Massachusetts. That's how we moved to New England. So I've grown up in a basketball family my whole life. It's in my blood. Uh, it's, it's really kind of the only thing I wanted to do. And here we are, man. I was 10 years an assistant coach. I paid my dues in Division Three, in Division Two, in Division One, and now 32 years going on a head coach. So you're talking about 42 years in this game. But, you know, it's through my family and it was through my dad. I hear that, Coach. You know what, man? You know what's so funny about it? On, on Father's Day, man, you know, my father got all these texts, over a thousand messages from his old players of people who just thank, thanks, Coach Jay, for what you did yep. for me. Thanks, 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 thanks. You know, and that's what you feel good when your guys come text you on Father's Day, let you know when they had a child, got married, invited you to weddings, things of that nature. Yeah, you know what, though? I think, unfortunately, they all don't get it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, when you're coaching them and when you're trying to challenge and you know, trying to get more out of them and try to make them the best players they can be. And then I think the ultimate goal in our sport is, you know, you want to win a, You want to win a championship. You want to cut the nets down and you want to go to the NCAA tournament. That's everybody's dream and goal. But, you know, it, it's, it's a tough road, man. Stuff's not handed to you. It's not for free. And I think sometimes I, I, I like it. I get more satisfaction when maybe 10, 15, 20 years down the road, after they're done, you might have a former player either call, run into them, because now it's happening at my age is I'm recruiting former players that I coach, their kids. You with me? So you're running yes. into more as you get older and they say, you know what? It took me a while, but now I get it. Now I know why. And that makes you feel pretty good. Like I told you all fair about Randy Peel, somebody who's very close to me. And the lessons he's given me, according to me over the years is like, so much he's done for me. And he always tells me, JR, do the next right thing. That's what I've always learned about Coach Peel. I always mentioned always been to me all these years has always been 
do the next right thing. So talk about Randy Peel, his, his, what he's done in his business, and, and you've known him for many years, but I feel like he's done well, a great job helping, helping me as, as a person, for sure. Well, you know, you know, Jeff, it's funny. When you mentioned it to me before we came on, now my mind, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking back. I first met Randy when he was an assistant coach at St. Michael's College, a Division II school up here in the Northeast in Vermont. I believe I might have been an assistant at Merrimack, which was a Division II school. That's when I first re- met Randy. I know he spent time at many schools down south. He was at UNC Greensboro for a while. I was the head coach at East Carolina in Greenville, North Carolina for six years. At one time, I had an assistant spot open, and I needed to hire kind of a guy that was familiar with that North Carolina, South Carolina area, you know, down south a little bit, Virginia. And I tried to hire Randy. Brought him in to interview him. I wanted to hire him, but I think he was holding out. Like I told you before, I think he was holding out for more money, you know, so I couldn't get him at that time. But I, I've got a lot of respect for Randy. No doubt. He's been great to me over the years. And I'm going to ask you about this, Coach Arian. Tell me about the old classic Campbell basketball camps down there, man, and, and, how, oh. and how how wild they were. No, you know what? It's like it's like basketball camps have changed, you know, so much through the years. I think I, I always tell my players now, like you guys, like none of these kids really go to camps anymore. It's all AAU. It's all team tournaments. You know, back in the day, like my father ran a summer basketball camp up in the Catskill Mountains, up in the middle of nowhere in New York. And my family used to pack the car right after school got done in June. And we would be there all summer on outdoor courts, outdoor cabins. That's that's how I remember camp. So all camps back in that day, it was just it's so much different now. It really is. It's just it, the connections, the camaraderie. You met so many coaches through working camps, and you had a good time doing it. I remember going to Coach Kerman's camp when I was a child. I, I, so much fun going to those camps. And, you know, to this day, I could go see him and say hello and uh, – I went to some other camps and saw different coaches. And then now they, they see me as a radio host now. now yeah, remember yeah. when I was using a camper of mine, now look at you now. <laughs> like, that's just wild to see that. So I'm, I'm here towards 40 years old now. So it's like, oh. wow, yeah. No, no, no. It, I'll tell you, it, it's crazy. Like when you travel and you go around and you run into people, it, for me, it's like 20, maybe 30 years later, I'll have adults come up to me and go, coach, I remember you when you were coaching so-and-so, I went to your camp. And it's just amazing how time flies and just, yeah, it's, it's, and who you come in contact with. And Coach, tell me about the America East, man. You know, it's a tough conference. I know that John Becker has been uh, running it with Vermont, but uh, talk about the <laughs> yeah. quality of basketball at conference, man, and how people should really watch what you all do up there, man, in America East. You know, it, it's, it's a great mid-major conference, and I know we don't get the uh, recognition and the publicity of obviously the bigger schools, the power fives. You know, I think what the America East has always been, now you got to remember, JR, I was in, when I was at Drexel University back, that was my first head coaching job for eight years back in the early, mid, late 90s. We were in the America East at that time. Now, Jay Wright, his first head coaching job was at Hofstra University in Long Island in New York. He was in our league. Mike Bray, who's at who's been at Notre Dame forever, was at the University of Delaware which was right to our rival when I was at Drexel. So it's always been a great coaches league. And right now we've got great young coaches in our league. And you're right. Vermont's been like the measuring stick. They've really had a control of this league. Uh, John Becker's done a phenomenal job with Vermont. 
Uh, you know, they, 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 they got good players. They're, they're tough to beat. This year in the first round of the NCAA tournament, they played Arkansas in the first round and kind of had them beat. Arkansas pulled it out, and that's a team that went to the Elite Eight. So uh, it's a good, like, good players. Uh, you know, back when I was back when I was at Drexel in my younger days, JR, I told you earlier, I coached Malik Rose at Drexel for four years, 13-year NBA career, okay, uh, two world championships with the San Antonio Spurs. You knew him with the Atlanta Hawks when he was an assistant GM. Speedy Claxton, who played at Hofstra for Jay Wright, longtime NBA career. Vinny Baker. I'm, I'm going back now. Vinny Baker played at the University of Hartford, which was in our league. All pro Boston Celtics, I think Seattle. So they've had really good players in this league through the years. And Speedy was at the Hawks for a, a cup of tea as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. Great. Yes. Speedy, a great college player. Probably one of the quickest, like, foul line to foul line in the open court, speed with the ball players that I've ever coached against. And, uh, and actually, I know Vin, Vin, Vin Baker because Ben Baker coached with Mike Butenhose, who was the coach over here at the Hawks for five years. So that staff, Darvin Hammond, who's got a job at Lakers now, Charles Lee and Taylor Jenkins, yeah. I knew all those guys from when Bud was here. So I got the connection to Vin Baker to do through Coach Butenhoser. Yeah, yeah, Vinny Baker, man, not even recruited out of high school. He was from Connecticut. He was like 6'8", 6'9", his senior year in high school. Really, really like long, lanky kid and went un, you know, under-recruited big time but had a great, great career at Hartford and then a long-time NBA career. And, Coach, uh, for your workouts, man, you know, how much do you balance in, in the individual work versus uh, in some one, some much versus doing more teams of the in, in, installs for, for, for the guys who are new? That's a great, great question that you mentioned that we just started summer school here this past Monday, two days ago. And what the transfer portal did to our team last year, JR, we got hit really hard losing guys in the portal. But I think it's, you know, 1700 Division One players went into the portal this past year. It's a problem, man. And I don't know when it's going to go away. We're balancing that right now. We brought in 10 new players. So two things got to happen really quick, man. Number one is we got to get our chemistry together. We got to bring 10 new guys, okay, and try to bring them together as quickly as we can. And we got to evaluate. We don't really know their games yet because we really haven't coached them. So I think there's a fine line between how much team stuff. You know, guys, kids like to play now. They, they, they don't want to drill. They want to play. But I, I'm still a firm believer, though, you still have to teach these kids the basic fundamentals of the game before they can get on the court. You have to. No doubt, Coach. My father was the same exact way. You know, my father's all about drill work and teaching teach, teach, teach the game. He calls it the baseline. You That's right. The baseline, which we, we're going to do every, every day, every time we get on this court here. That's why my father's always been about the baseline every day, the foundational yeah. pieces. Yeah, you got to have a foundation, man, and you got you, you got to have fundamental skills um, you know, you got to be able to handle the ball pass. Now, the game, as you well know, you're, you're in the NBA. You see it all the time. I think the problem is our college kids, our players, they love watching the NBA. That's how they want to play because they all think they're going to get to that level. You know, the old days of like, you know, post up, throw it inside, power game, get on the glass. Those days are done. You know, you see it. Okay, it's all spread. It's all shoot three. Look at the threes when the Celtics and the Golden State Warriors played in the NBA Finals, man. The amount of threes that are being shot. I'm not against it. I'm really not, okay? But it's it, you know, the old days of like McHale, Parrish, Bird, those guys throwing it inside. Those days are over. 
like here at the Hawks, we're based off of a four out one in with a right. one five pick and roll with Capella or John Collins trying to get Trey Young a floater, a jumper, a corner three, or a weak side or a strong side three, or a lob to Capella or Collins, whoever the ball screener is. Yeah, I think all the front, if you want to call them five men, I guess nowadays, they're not posting on the block. What they are is they're kind of rim runners. They're trail ball screen guys, or they're sprint out and roll ball screen guys. That's all they are. And uh, that's where the game's at right now. No doubt. You know, you know, my father's like you, man. My father is he had a doubt. He didn't want to, but he had to. You know, my well, father, my father's like, so you should still you can still pound the post with the, with the right guy and call cause drop call a double yeah. team and put a defense in rotation. No, no, I think you can I think you still gotta play some inside out. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I think you got to be, yeah, but you know what? What everybody's doing now, and I think we can do this with our team at UNH this year. We have kind of big guards, big wings. I think you got to post your bigger guards and because a lot of, look at the NBA, everything is get a ball screen, force a switch, get a mismatch, and then try to take advantage of the switch. Mm -hmm. That's, that's all it is. Nobody's really running plays. Exactly. We have one play pretty much. It's called four way go. It's, no, it's you're right. You're right. Like I pull my pad out. I, I go, okay, I'm going to watch the Celtics. Tonight. I really think, you know, you know, Udoka's a very, very good young coach. Obviously, Steve Kerr's a great coach. So when I watch an NBA game, I pull my pad out. Okay, I'm going to write something down if I like a set. You know what? At the end of the night, my, my pad's blank. I'm not writing anything down because nobody's running anything. Exactly. But, but, yeah, yeah. But, you know, Steph Curry, I mean, hey, he's the greatest three-point shooter in the world, man. You got to let him go. No doubt, Coach. Oh, that's just, man. You know, I feel like New England does not get enough credit for the basketball is up there, for the talent up there. Talk about recruiting up there in New England, man, and, and driving a 200-mile race around your campus up there in Durham and finding the right fit fits for your program. Well, you know, it, it, it's New England basketball, New England college basketball. When you look at the six states, you know, U UConn, B.C., uh, Providence, you know, UMass. It's, um, you know, there's a lot of basketball tradition up here in the Northeast, up in the New England area. What's happened with recruiting is, you know, it's you, you hardly recruit kids out of high schools anymore because most of these kids, especially the kids in the city, are leaving high schools and going to these big-time prep schools, if you're with me. Mm -hmm. So you're not even recruiting them out of high school. You're recruiting them out of prep school. And, you know, the, the recruiting's changed. It really has. It's, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's changed dramatically. And I feel so bad these last couple of years, especially with the COVID and, and not being able to get out as coaches as much. The, 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 the players that have really suffered through this the last, are the high school kids. Unless you're like a high level power five Duke, Kentucky, Kansas kind of guy, like, you know, they're going to know you. It's, it's those middle ground guys I think have really been overlooked. Coach, I'm going to ask you about this being, a, this being a college coach, man. You know, the draft is happening in NBA, and I feel like these agents are leading these kids astray. Some of them kids should have stayed in school, they're second round picks, and now coaching the NBA, second round picks now a two way contract. You're not even getting a real deal anymore. Since it's a two-way contract, since it's a G League, and you could have been in college increasing your stock, but your agent oversold you on a dream that's not really true that you're going to be a first-round pick. Now you're stuck in your career starting off behind the ball already. I no, I think you're right. You know, and I think what's happening now is you know everybody wants the money quickly. Look at what's going on in college basketball with this NIL stuff. You know what I'm saying? 
it's uh, I think these kids want to get paid as quickly as they can. You're right. You know, I, I love college basketball. I follow college basketball really, really close. There's guys getting drafted in the second round and you're sitting back as a coach going, wow, man, I can't believe that. I mean, it's, I don't know if he's going to play, you know? And um, yeah, you're right. It's, I, I don't know. It, it's so many young guys coming out now, you know? It's unfortunate because, you know, you know, we drafted Tyrese Martin with the Hawks here. And I'm saying to myself, there's no, there's no spots for you, brother. You, right. you, 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 you're going to be in college park at the G League team at best. Like Sharif Cooper, before they picked in the draft last year, the G League team on two-way contract. She'll stay to Auburn, you know? So it's like, yeah. now, Griffin, the kid we drafted, he won't play either because Nathan Williams does not play rookies. So Johnson from Duke and Griffin from Duke won't be in our rotation next year at all. So I'm like, you came out, you come to a team that does not play rookies. You'll be in the G League all year. I feel bad for these young men. Yeah, though, it looks like, you know, you, you know better than I do, though. It looks like, though, the G League, so many more guys are eventually coming out of the G League, mm-hmm. though, and getting opportunities in the NBA. That's what I see. Yeah. You know, Malik Rose, who I told you I coached at Drexel, uh, Malik, I think, is running the G League right now. I think he's, he's in the NBA front office, but mm-hmm. I think he's, like, he's, he's the president of the G League right now. Yeah, yeah, it, it's definitely good. I just thought these young men coach should really just – Maximize their dollars, you know. Now I'm happy for for, for, for Pat Ball when I'm friends with his father. He, the Warriors drafted him number 28, but he should have yeah. probably not played for his father last year and got hurting. But he fell in a good team to be the Warriors. You're good there, but it's like you could have done better if you went to maybe went to a different school and I played for play for your dad. I know you want to want to save your dad's job, but I'm like, you know, it's like some of yeah. these kids have to realize the big, the big, the, the, the big, the big yeah. Yeah, I mean, coach. I mean, how many, how many, I don't know, how many kids are going to come out of college after one year and be, and be ready to have an impact, you know, physically, mentally, understanding the travel, understanding being on the road, being away from home, being away from their families. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. So I'm on your side. I think these kids should stay in college a little bit longer, but you know, the dollar signs, I mean, it's, it's uh, hard to turn down for some of these guys. And coach, me being you know close to forty, and I kind of, I come, I kind of like like that that they're, they're big brothers. I try to be able to tell them stuff in the most nice way I can to help them out because I don't want these guys to blow money. Because you know, being in the NBA, as long as I have coach, I've yeah. seen guys getting him blow money. I'm I buying eight, nine cars. You don't need to be in the cars, you know. So I'll try to help these young men best I can, uh, guide them for their money and finances and making decisions that are better for them because their agents will lie to them. I said, I'm going to tell you the truth. Your agent's going to yeah. tell you what you want to hear. I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth. Oh, I think, yeah, that money can go quick, man. If you don't have money and all of a sudden you have it, it can, you can spend it quick. And then you sit back and you look and go, you know what? I, gotta, I still got to live the rest of my life. You know, what am I going to do? So um, hopefully they're getting good advice. You know, you get, they got to keep getting that advice for sure. Last one for your coaches, man. I'm going to ask you, I'm a foodie, man. What's your favorite spot to eat up there in Durham, man? <laughs> well, hey, we got a nice little seaside town, which is about 10 minutes away from Durham, called Portsmouth, New Hampshire. It's right off of 95 North. It's right on the ocean. It's a quaint, like, little historic town, and they've got great restaurants. If you're ever, ever up this way, man, you got to check it out. Stop through Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Great spot. How far is it from Boston, Coach? We're only an hour. Okay. We're an hour north of Boston. So I'm going to tell you this. We come to town. We stay, stay over there. Stay over by, by, by the guards. I'm going to do is we get you yeah. offline. So I, when I come, come play the Celtics next year, I'm going to say, hey, Coach, I'm here. Let's, let's, yeah. let's link up, man. <laughs> you, you do that. We'll hook up, okay? 
Thanks, Coach. This was fun, buddies. I really enjoyed this chat today, man. Okay. Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Anytime, Coach. What's up, family? Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league from the MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting props and futures head to bet online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet use our promo code believe 50 b l e a v 50 to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts who's a proud sponsor of the boss man show on your radio Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.